0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a BB with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yo! Right now, third quarter, a Justin Tucker field goal has pushed the Ravens' lead out to seven. Ravens lead at 17 10 over the Raiders. Still a lot of
6: time left here. Uh, seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah, Tavon Young just called for a huge pass interference. Uh, Derek Carr threw the Huge penalty. Sorry. Yeah, he threw the ball more than 25 yards down the field. Yeah, I, I know. Well, that's the only time this year. Wow. They're going to throw the
0: ball down one time, Derek Carr, just to make everybody think he can. Then every other pass is going to be eight yards and
6: less. Yeah, a, lot, a holding could have been called a couple of times, and then coming towards the end of the play. Uh, you had the pass interference called, so you have a nice, big, long gainer. Uh, biggest play of the day. No, I'm just kidding. Raiders are doing just fine. Discover matches all the
0: cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. That's discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations, they do apply. Well, listen, coming up in a few minutes, I'm going to tell you the one quarterback that I, I don't believe people understand how good he was yesterday. I, I'm so excited. I, yeah. I was guess say, it was I, Tim. Can, Tebow. I,
6: can I guess, <laughs> can I guess who you're going to slobber I'm very, all very over excited
0: about it? It was, yes, it was Daniel Jones. I'm yes, it was Daniel. but first, Week one, you never want to panic too much, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's one week, especially now with the extra week. Okay, an 0-2 start isn't necessarily the death sentence for a season that it used to be. Because, all right, you you get another week, now you start 0-3, then suddenly you're in a lot of trouble. But certainly my biggest concern after week one in the NFL, one of those results where I said, man, this could still get ugly for a team that has so many hopes and dreams, are the Green Bay Packers because it's not about Aaron Rodgers the Packers offensive line look we talked about this when David Bakhtari was starting the season on the pup list this they were down 2 big-time starters, and and they let their center leave, who was one of the best centers in the game, and this was going to be a really big deal. And what happened against the Saints? Rodgers was under duress the entire game, and he wound up getting benched after the third quarter because there was nothing they can do. This is not going to be on Rodgers, right? Rodgers is someone who, look, you, you got to find a way to make plays. I get that, but some quarterbacks that aren't as, as mobile as they used to be, that need that time, that are used to a certain level of protection, uh, this is a huge deal because if the Packers don't get this fixed, by the time they get their, their lineman back, they could be staring at a 1-5 at in five season because already, even though it was a smooth sailing offseason for them when it came to once Aaron Rodgers said he was coming back, all reports out of Green Bay training camp was, hey, everything was good. There was no discrepancy. No one was fighting. They were a pretty good, well-oiled machine. They looked good in practice. There was no hangover of Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, But this is where it gets out of control fast. And Aaron Rodgers is going to bear the brunt of the criticism because that's what happens when you're the quarterback and you make $30 million a year. Uh, You know, you get the, when you play well, it's your, you get the credit when you play bad, you, you get all the blame. And this is something that can really spiral out of control fast because if they can't get the offensive line fixed, oh boy, a week like this, I, you see a couple more weeks like this, it's going to be what is going on. And then everybody's looking for the exit door and Aaron Rodgers is leaving at the end of the season. Definitely, and all kinds of crazy things are happening. They're my biggest concern after week one is the Packers and specifically their offensive line, because they could derail this entire season by the time we get a third of the way through.
6: Yeah, it's funny because you, you look at week two, you got Detroit, but... I don't know how many people watched that game. They saw the score and saw how lopsided it got with San Francisco. Detroit, you know, was a a one step here, a slip there uh, from being in that game early. Right. DeAndre Swift with a couple of near, near plays. And, And yes, ifs and buts and whatever, but they did fight all the way through, as you would expect If you saw Dan Campbell on the sideline in that medium dry fit shirt. Uh, But to your point, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to get even more criticism when you act like a petulant child, say a lot of stuff through your friends in the media, uh, and then eventually just come back where you started. And it's more of the same. Uh, The team that I'm looking for is the team I picked to run out of the AFC because, well, they got worked. And for a moment, the question comes for the Tennessee Titans is, are you only potent when you're ahead, right? When you can have the full balance because Derrick Henry couldn't get on track early against an Arizona Cardinals defense that we had really no high expectations for, but Tennessee at home got blitzed. Kyler Murray had a fantastic game, but defensively, you got three turnovers that they caused and you averaged 3.9 yards per pass play. Uh, Tannehill under duress and, and just not a smooth Effort at all, and if you can't get the running game on track and at least play even, uh, I think they're they could be in trouble. Not that you're going to see this. I mean, obviously, you've got game game one where you're game planning for you know whatever months, right? Potentially, hey, we got some extra stuff uh, cooked up in the books that we saw on tape for these guys, as opposed to the read react and and quick assessment that you got to do on a week to week basis. But uh, for the moment, yeah, Vrabel's squad for me. Uh, left me as I watched that game with an eyebrow raised.
0: Well, I'll tell you what they're missing. They're missing Corey Davis, dude. They're missing Corey uh, Davis. I'm gonna see. No, look. The thing with the with the Titans, and this is my concern for them, is that is their window to win still open? Because this has been the same window now for three years. Hey, we got a great running game. We got, we got the best running back in the NFL. We got a quarterback who has shown in the right system he can play really well and put points on the board as long as uh, the running game is happening. How many years can you keep that window open before the other teams catch up to you, start doing something different, and your way of winning becomes much more difficult to sustain? Right, because you had a dynamic team in Arizona that just went up and down the field, and it was a level of excitement, and and they couldn't stop Kyler Murray, and and you're worrying about so many different weapons. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter who ran the football for them, made no difference. Uh, you you see you saw a different football team. Putting it to Tennessee. Now, this could be Tennessee coming out and being flat, but that's my one thing is that, you know, this has been the same Titans team for a while now. And usually you can't stay the same and keep winning. You need to have some kind of new energy, new you know, a, a new way to win, a new wrinkle to show other teams, or eventually everybody's going to catch up to you. But this Titans team is the same team as it was three years ago. Okay, we're going to rely on, on Derrick Henry and what else? And Ryan Tannehill is a find and, and he's going to be able to throw. Okay, that's great. And where are you now? Well, Derrick Henry. And Ryan Tannehill, how are your weapons at wide receiver? Kind of the same, maybe a little bit worse than a year ago because we lost a really good guy. What about everything else? It's kind of what it was. Ooh, I don't know any teams that from 2018 are going to be just as good when it's the same people in 2020. Yeah, I mean, you still, have, you
6: still have have all those divisional games, uh, and, and there'll be plenty winnable uh, on the Yeah, season. clearly,
0: clearly that division is going to be, is gonna be a, a fertile hunting ground
6: for somebody. No, but that's just <laughs> it, right? I mean, you got six games that you can go get it. right, because the Colts, as we, well, I'd been telling you all along, uh, and then certainly with, as it ran up, eh, I don't know, because Quentin Nelson ain't right, Uh, and it's Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm just going to leave it there Uh, as as we watched what their their game was. But Julio Jones had four more receiving yards than A.J. Green, and there's the, the only time I think you should put them in the same sentence in 2021. Or I would say, if you're a Tennessee Titans fan, that's your hope that that's the only time the two are compared in terms of statistical output in 2021.
0: Buddy, I can't tell you how, how happy I am that I backed off of that Colts to the AFC championship game prediction. I can't tell how much I officially oh, I know, put buddy, the fork I told, in that.
6: I, 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 really, I kept <laughs> warning you and you finally came around to my side as my, you know, double the spread pick there of the Seattle Seahawks came through easy.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, Coming up in 90 seconds, again, I'm going to tell you, the quarterback that nobody understands how well he played yesterday. But first, it is Corey Davis with What's Trending in the wide world of sports. CD, what do you got for
7: us? Sorry, you just can't get over it, can you? <laughs> we have a Monday night football game going on in Las Vegas, and Baltimore is leading 17-10 to with about three minutes left in the third quarter. Raiders just went for it on fourth and one, down at the 13-yard line of the Ravens, and of course they were stopped. In fact, Josh Jacobs got the no gain on this carry, but the two running backs combined for the Raiders, 10 carries, 21 yards in this game. Meanwhile, the Ravens, the team with almost no running backs anymore, Have Tyson Williams' 35-yard touchdown run. He has eight carries, 63 yards, as his team is leading. Justin Tucker with a 40-yard field goal. Lamar Jackson with a touchdown pass. Late third, Baltimore 17-10 in the lead. Sunday night, Baltimore will be hosting Kansas City. 49ers running back Raheem Mostert will miss about eight weeks. He'll have arthroscopic knee surgery. Washington quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick could reportedly miss six to eight weeks after yesterday's hip injury. Jets tackle Makai Becton will miss at least four to five. Five weeks with a dislocated kneecap. He'll have arthroscopic surgery. USC Fire coach Clay Helton, his record the last three plus seasons was 19 and 14. According to Yahoo, his buyout could be at least $10 million. In Major League Baseball, Toronto has beaten Tampa Bay 8 to 1. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with his 45th home run of the season. That now leads the major leagues. He's batting 318. That leads the major leagues. He has 103 RBIs. The leader is at 107. Jose Abreu of the White Sox. By the way, that is our Discover card key matchup, the game at Toronto. And the Blue Jays have won 12 of their last 13 games. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply the yankees today came back for a 10 inning win over minnesota six to three the yankees right now one game out of the first wild card behind toronto boston leads the yanks by a half game for the second wild card boston is underway and trailing one nothing at seattle in the top of the second inning houston leads nine one at texas and for those who think the giants will never lose again well, you may be right. They scored five runs in the first inning okay. off you, Darvish, and it's already five now. Five-one over the Padres, going to the bottom of the third inning. The Giants are two and a half games over the Dodgers in the NL West. The Dodgers are. Now in a tie at 1-1 with the Diamondbacks in the bottom of the first inning. Clayton Kershaw on the mound for the first time in over two months after arm inflammation. And a couple of NBA notes from The Athletic. The league is discussing having an in-season tournament in future years with $1 million per player in prize money. This was talked about on the conference call of the competition committee today. Also, they report that the NBA's Board of Governors this month will vote to approve Coach's challenge alone being the method to review out-of-bounds calls late in games. Out-of-bounds plays would no longer be automatically triggering officials' review and getting those prolonged stoppages over and over in the last two minutes of games. Back to you.
0: Thanks for that, Steve-O. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train stop, because trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Now, let me just tell you this because I'm telling you the truth. All right. The Jets stink. All right. We stink. <laughs> all right. Sam Darnold is just a guy. Right? You know what?
6: You did be, beat the spread, though.
0: Yes, we did. We did.
6: And and, and, and and
0: that lies into my next point. Sam Darnold did what you're supposed to do against terrible teams. All right. He had a, he had a good enough game to win. Right. But they put 19 points on the board. He still overthrew receivers. He's still the same guy. Right, but he did because the Jets, I mean, all his throws that he made, guys are wide open. The Jets defense is on the field way too long. The Jets stink. But I really, really am telling you, people don't understand how well Zach Wilson played against the Panthers on Sunday. All right, he was under violent duress for the entire game, and I'm going to illustrate this for a second at a point that we're going to make you go, oh, wow. He played so well. The first half was so tough, he was getting hit every play, right? All his dropbacks, he was sacked six times. He was always under pressure. The Jets' offensive line stinks. It absolutely stinks. This is the second offseason that they tried to fix it, and it stinks. It absolutely stinks. But here's the thing. As bad as it was, down 16-0 to a team that's just okay. The Panthers are just okay. Zach Wilson still found a way under all that pressure to go 20 out of 37 for 258, two touchdowns, a two-point conversion run, and nearly pull off the upset at the end. They lost 19-14. to Right. That's a pretty big deal. And, you know, I know people are paying a lot of attention to after he got swamped on that sack. And, and I thought he was coming out of the game because he was getting up like, oh, my God, I just got hit by two trucks. He completes two passes, zings one for a touchdown. Not, it's not just that he's a tough kid. It's that he was still able to do this in a day where so many other quarterbacks would have just been out of the game or they would have been pulled. All right. Because think about this. Right. It was violent duress for Zach Wilson. We just talked about Aaron Rodgers being under duress the entire game with the Packers. Are the Packers a better team? Yes. Are the Saints a way better team defensively than the Panthers? Not really. Aaron Rodgers, under duress all day, was 15 out of 28, 133 yards, two picks, and he benched for the fourth quarter. So just think about that for a second when you say, oh, but this is what Zach Wilson was able to do with no offensive line and no time. He made some throws, and I know the defense is going – I really can't believe that he that he gets that ball in there. You can watch it on tape and go, wow, that ball just zips right by in the windows he can put it in. I am so excited because eventually we'll fix the offensive line. But just think about this. You talk about how quarterbacks do under pressure. And with all that pressure in his first bleeping NFL game, and he still almost pulls off the upset, 258, two touchdowns. Compare it to what other guys were doing there under a lot of pressure. You go, Oh, wow. Okay, so you want to compare Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers, which is kind of the comp that he has a little bit. Look at Aaron Rodgers under pressure, what happened yesterday, versus Zach Wilson, what happened under pressure. Two defenses that are pretty similar. They have different strengths, but the Panthers' defensive line is really good. The Saints look better in coverage. I get that, but it's not like they were facing the 85 Bears and one team wasn't. This was pretty similar, and you saw one guy with less talent and no offensive line still able to put points on the board and try to win the game. I'm not saying Zach Wilson's better than Aaron Rodgers. It's just people don't understand the good. what kind of good game he had yesterday in his first First NFL game
6: well the thing is he didn't stop right rookies normally under that level as you said violent duress uh there there's that point not that they're they're never used the word quit but there's that dejected mode and maybe it's a all right we live to see another day and maybe they change up the play calling and aggressiveness of trying to turn the ball downfield instead he kept flinging And we know he's got a live arm. Anybody that's watched five minutes of this guy's tape know that that's the case. And Corey Davis is a guy that when it's all said and done, as we predicted uh, long ago in the fantasy realm, this guy's going to end up as a top 15 fantasy wide receiver on the year. But looking at what that team is, yeah, it's good. They're going to be a lot of, you know, hold your breath moments because you're going to take a lot of hits. There's no question about that but it was fun to watch them battle back, even though it means I've got to do an extra five miles on a treadmill, you know, because of that half point.
5: (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Joining us now on the hotline, no one better than CBS Sports NFL insider extraordinaire Jason Lockenfora and Baltimore resident who has just downed an entire bottle of Pepto-Bismol uh, in overtime of this game. Jay, what's happening?
9: Hey, I'm, I'm good either way. I, we, we Look, we, we, our, our phone lines will be lighting up tomorrow. Yeah, no, that's absolutely We're going to have to we'll limit it to just one segment. But yeah, yeah there's going to be a lot of people on hold tomorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, that that's the point when you realize you've gone from, hey, I'm a fan to a fan and, and, and where I work because like, oh, hey, man, we're going to get a lot of phone calls. Uh, this is going to be great. We're going to get
9: phone yeah. calls on this. Yeah, uh, I mean, when you cover the league like I do, you don't really, you know, you root to, like I root that I make the 8 o'clock train at a Penn Station every Sunday yeah. night. Like, that's what I'm rooting for. But um, <laughs> yeah, this, uh, what a bizarro game. Um, but certainly, this is not uh, the Ravens of the last two years. You know, they they get the early lead like that on the road against a team that historically has not been good against the run, and usually they're going to bludgeon them to death. And they've got issues right now. The right tackle is terrible. Um, I'm not sure how much better the right guard is. <laughs> and they've got about 16 million dollars tied up in those two. Uh, Ronnie Stanley clearly coming back from major ankle surgeries is not himself. uh... And. So much of the uniqueness of the way they run the ball is that stuff with the mesh point, and is he gonna? Is it in the gut? Is it out of the gut? Who's got it? The deception. They pretty much got away from it because they've barely repped it. Latavius Murray practiced like one day and got on a plane, and Tyson Williams has been on the practice squad. He's run a lot of scout team stuff, but he hasn't had as many reps running what at least used to be the core of of a lot of their rushing attack and you only get so many practice practices a week and you know that you take that stuff away and you've got big problems and defensively they were on the field much longer than they're used to cuz this is a team that usually dominates the time of possession but when they're not running the ball the way they're accustomed to where they don't have that confidence there where they don't have that volume there this is a defense is a little long in the tooth in a lot of spots and as this game wore on, you saw that go, and really, you know, Wink Martindale, live by the sword, die by the sword. He loves to blitz. He likes to bring five or more. I mean, I can't wait to crunch the numbers tomorrow. But they were getting just absolutely gashed when they brought numbers uh, by Derek Carr, and I think the combination of those two things really told the story of the game. And, I mean, all those people out there, what, a, what an amazing experience. What a wild game. What a way to christen a stadium.
0: Well, you know, but before we get into the Raiders aspect of this, because look, as, as everything you said being so accurate, the Raiders still tried to hand the game back to the Rams yeah. on many occasions. Uh, you got to talk about Lamar and those two fumbles. I mean, not taking care of the football, and, and these are two plays where he's got to hold on to that. Right? He's going down for a dive. Hold on to the football. He's trying to get out from to make a play, and he's got the ball out in his right hand. That's an that's an easy uh, bat away in, in traffic there. Those two fumbles. Well, the second one, the that.
9: second one. I mean, the offensive line is. Good garbage. So, I mean, the second one, I mean, they've got a lot of bodies in there. The first one, yeah, it's the, it's the willfully leaving your feet to try to get yards head first. I think that's when you really open yourself up, rather than leading with your feet and sliding. Um, you know, like in the second base, when you launch yourself forward and now you're, you're flying through air, um, and you're not the biggest dude in the world, certainly not by the standards of, you know, the other uh, 21 guys on the field with you. Then that that can that can lead to problems. Um, But look, he's the singular reason that that was a ball game. I mean, you take the only explosive plays they got were him. It was off like the 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 rushing yards they got weren't designed runs. They were dropbacks. In some cases, play action dropbacks. In some cases, straight dropbacks. Where he didn't like what he saw, so he just ran. and normally the, what, the, the, the run to set up Tucker's field goal with 37, what, 37 seconds left by the time he kicks that and no, no timeouts with their defense, normally that's enough. The odd thing there is they got beat on a three-man rush. So they, they got beat, bringing the house repeatedly, and then they go to a three-man rush and they get carved up by Carr there too. But I, I think, you know, you look at what Lamar Jackson did, the, the first touchdown in the back of the end zone, the pass to Watkins, um, the big runs. Uh, he managed the game. He put them in position to win. They had the game won, and the defense was out of gas.
6: No, Peters, and certainly yeah. you've mentioned it a couple of times, uh, and the exasperation in your voice is there of
9: by Derek Carr. Well, no, I mean, not that he get anything away from him. Um, no, 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 but
6: it's just saying that he he made these massive throws downfield that I, I we're not used to him pushing the ball. With this level of certainly not
9: not pushing it to anybody other than Waller. And I think it was obviously the emergence of Edwards in the second half and him starting to pick on Anthony Averick, who now became a starting corner for the Ravens because um, no Marcus Peters. And then normally if, if there's a bad matchup like that They have the luxury of swapping in Jimmy Smith, who's one of the best corners Mm -hmm. in franchise history, but he missed uh, five weeks or so leading up to to the the opener, and he wasn't ready to go tonight. So then you start getting into the deep depths, and and that's just the, the craziness of the NFL, where you would have looked at the Ravens two weeks ago, and you would have said, that secondary group is as deep as any in the league. And you would have said the running back group with Dobbins and Edwards and what Lamar can do and whoever wins the, the other job. And it probably would have been Tyson Williams over um, Justice Hill at that point. You looked at that group and said, wow, pretty stout. And then, you know, <laughs> here you are. Um, you play the first game, and both those issues have to be areas of concern, especially if they're not going to be able to run the kind of volume that they like to run with those quarterback options.
0: Now, you mentioned Wink Martindale, Jay, and I, I got a breaking story in here that actually Greg Williams got to the booth and actually called that last defense uh, with everybody up on the line and Derek Hart somehow throwing to a wide open Zay Jones. I watched that and I really, I said, I think Greg Williams is calling that defense for the Ravens.
9: Yeah, I mean, at that point, I'm just wondering if he's thinking we're gassed and, you know what I mean, they're, they're probably, might still be in field goal range anyway, and let's just sell out because they're going to run. Um, but look, they got they got any look. If you go back and look at that game, when they brought safeties, they didn't corner blitz that much. But especially when they brought safeties and they brought linebackers blitzing, my guess is they're probably about one for twelve. You know, Queen got home once, but that was it. And a lot of times it wasn't close. It wasn't it wasn't really um, affecting the the passer. Uh, they got a better stuff going on the fork when we know when they just mixed up the personnel units, I felt like, and rushed four um, and dropped those linebackers back. But, uh, you know, (laughs) the good news is the Kansas City Chiefs come to town on Sunday night. So, I mean, that's like, you know, if you're looking for a bounce-back game, I mean, then that, you know, that's the one.
6: Absolute chaos ensuing. It's Jason Lockenfora with us. CBS Sports, at Jason Lockenfora, where you find him on Twitter. Uh, they're at 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore as well. Uh, he joins us each and every week here at the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. Get to the other games of the week. And, and with big news today, is Urban Meyer going to leave and become the USC coach?
9: <laughs> well, the other one I'm just going to tell you, the one that people are going to covet too if it keeps going the way it is, and they make a move as LSU. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's Urban Meyer or not. Um, people say that tongue-in-cheek, but it is It is not good down there whatsoever. Um, and that was the case well before they, they had that absolute cluster, you know what. Yesterday, um, it got just completely pulverized by a Houston team that's not even interested in really winning this year. So, and I don't mean that for the players or the coaches, but the construct of that team is already all about 2022. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, that obviously is a big-time job. You know, we'll see if Coach O survives that thing down there in LSU and what kind of year they're having. Um, But those are are, um, marquee jobs. Those are um, the kind of jobs that guys look at and say, I could go there for a decade. I could win a ton of games. I could make a ton of money you know, get my get my shots in here or there at a national championship. I mean, it's obviously happened there before. Um, and it will be interesting to see what route they go, whether they, you know, are seeking to get an NFL type or or at least a college type who's now in the NFL or whether, they, you know, it's all about, um, you know, the Matt Campbells of the world or guys who've built up programs to a certain point, And now you want to see if they go over the top. But I would suspect it's from either – that first group I'm talking about or that second group
0: Well cuz you reported earlier today that how bad things are in in the in the coaches room that he he wants to wanted to win so bad in the preseason he was yelling yeah. at coaches and
9: yeah. and it's such a threatening horrible guys atmosphere with this job telling them we better win this game or somebody's gonna pay belittling coaches on the practice field in front of the players um, yeah it I mean it it's been it it's been bad I mean I it's been really bad and morale is really low, and they're not a smooth operation, and they're not all on the same page, and the communication is not good. And it all showed. I mean, all the holding penalties, the too many men on the, on the field in critical junctures, the procedural penalties, um, the not getting stuff in on time, uh, what they were doing with Lawrence in certain situations. Uh, and, again, that's against a team that a lot of people thought was the worst team in the league. And it was a beatdown from the first quarter until they took the foot off the gas pedal, you know, early in the fourth quarter.
0: Jason Lock and Fora with us. Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. All right. So uh, looking, I got to ask you this one more before you go, because I I, I talked about this last hour. I really thought Zach Wilson played terrific yesterday. Uh Yes, he did bouncing back from not not only that, that sack where I thought he's going to be out for a year after he gets thumped, but he throws the touchdown. And under that kind of violent duress all game long, he still almost pulled off the upset. When you look at Aaron Rodgers, who was under duress the whole game, and he throws 150 yards, two picks, and gets benched. I really thought he played fantastic yesterday.
9: Yeah, I I I think he played well, too. I do worry about the cast around him. This is, you know.
6: It's the Jets, yeah.
9: The reality is he hasn't <laughs> played a game yet, right? Because we're used to 16-game seasons, So he still has a full normal season ahead of him. And you're looking at that group around them, saying, is this going to be enough? And if they, you know, could, especially on the offensive line, they suffer a few more injuries. And, you know, what does that portend? But his ability to keep his eyes and feet in sync, to look people off, um, to, to make big boy throws downfield and not flinch, uh, there, was a lot, there was a lot to like about that performance for sure. Um, now, you know, the, the goal's got to be to cultivate him, to, to develop and incubate him, to get him through this season as healthy as possible, and to continue to put pieces around him uh, because I, I, I do have some concerns about that supporting cast.
0: You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora. That is at Jason Lockenfora, Fora. CBS Sports NFL Insider and a guy who's going to have full phone lines tomorrow on <laughs> yes. 105.7 The Fan yeah, we in can Baltimore. go for six hours
9: tomorrow, yeah.
0: <laughs> you, can, you can get on the air now and start taking phone yes. calls. You can yeah. Well, I'm
9: going to bed now. I guarantee I, you that.
0: But. <laughs> well, thanks a bunch, buddy, for staying up late. always. My always my pleasure. Thanks, guys. You See it, you, man. buddy. will talk to you. <laughs>
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world.
6: That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup Sit starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.
8: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get
0: your podcasts. Let me just say this, right? John Gruden, who's coached the NFL for a long time now, he has coached among some of the great players he has coached in his coaching career. Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, Charles Woodson, John Lynch. Those are six Hall of Fame players. Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game. Tim Brown's in the top ten. Warren Sapp is one of the greatest defensive linemen to ever play the game. Charles Woodson, maybe one of the top five defensive backs to ever play the game. Maybe one of the top three defensive backs to ever play the game. All Hall of Famers. But after tonight's game, in which he had a pretty good game, John Gruden said that tight end Darren Waller is the best player he's ever coached. Well, then. That sound uh, is my head exploding.
6: Well, you know what? Prisoners of the (laughs) moment, some would say. Others are, you know, hey, we got to talk about what is as opposed to comparing him to the legends of the past here. I'm just going to make a blanket statement. Best
0: player he's ever coached. He has had two phenomenal years. I don't want to sell Darren Waller short as a player, right? He has had two phenomenal seasons, right? 90 catches in 2019 for the Raiders, 107 catches last year. He's off to a great start with 10 catches in the opening game this year. But he says Darren Waller is the best player He's ever coached. So
6: what what he's telling me is they're afraid he's going to want more money since he only signed for six point three million dollars and since he's essentially uses a wideout. What do you have? Nineteen targets tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, he's going to want more money. Saying I do as much work or more as all these <laughs> top receivers. So, yeah, he's kissing his ass right now to avoid oh getting into those. Yeah, no, oh best player ever. Oh, my goodness. Best, best player, player I've ever, I've ever don't, don't, Let's not talk about any of these other things and outperforming <laughs> the contract you signed that isn't expiring till the end of the 2023 season. Nope. Nope. Let's push that out. The greatest player I've ever had.
0: <laughs> uh, let's take a listen. Here's John Gruden talking about it after the game.
4: We Vic. threw it 60 times probably, you right, know, okay. and if you threw it 60 times, you know, you'd probably target him 29 times. I so, we, I thought he mishandled a ball or two, uncharacteristically. He had a penalty call back, a big catch and run. Uh, he's the best player I've ever coached, so I'm going to continue to look for him. And um, sorry about that, Vic, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a hell of a player. He deserves some good looks. He's the best player. It's like he realized... Oh,
0: boy. Why did I just say that? I've coached a lot of really good guys. <laughs> Charles Woodson standing in front of me, and he's making a big fist. He's going to want to – he's actually at the game. He's
6: going to want to come I, at me I, after this. Can I just say, this is the first time, because they showed a bunch of uh, – he was sitting with uh, Mark Davis. This is the first time I think I've ever seen Charles Woodson where he wasn't either suited up with the ascot or in a football uniform. He was wearing a T-shirt and wearing a hat. <laughs> and not a jaunty hat, just a ball cap. I'm like, wait, it's Charles Woodson. Get a picture of that. That's that's new stuff right there. Crazy. I Had to do a double take. Mark Davis is the best owner I've ever <laughs> coached for. Okay. So <laughs> well, I'm he did give you a hundred million dollars, dollars buddy. I'll tell you the benefit of the
0: doubt. Zay Jones is the best wide receiver <laughs> I've ever had to coach. He's so he's been he's better than anybody. Nobody else could get open on that play like Zay Jones did. He's fantastic, he's terrific.
6: Darren Let's Long. go to hyperbole. He's the best player
0: I ever <laughs> coached. All these guys in the Hall of Fame, all with gold jackets. It's, you know, it would be one thing if he didn't coach Jerry Bleep and Rice. <laughs> this is the best. I mean, look, Darren Waller, I-, I feel bad because Darren Waller is terrific. He's a really, look, he's one of the top tight ends in the game. In fact, you could say anybody not named Travis Kelsey, yeah, Darren Waller is that good. But wow, man, really? He's the best player I ever coached. Oh, boy, why did I say that? No, I shouldn't say. Warren Sapp's going to go kick his ass. He's going to have to go pick it up by saying everybody else is the best player he's ever coached, so he can kind of just even it out a little bit. Derek Carr is the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. Daniel uh, Carlson is the, the greatest
6: ball. kicker ever. No, I'll tell you, I'll take him
0: over Vinatieri in the snow any day of the week. This guy is fantastic right here. There's nobody better than that. Man, Josh Jacobs is the best running back I've ever seen. He makes Barry Sanders look like he's running in mud. This guy is fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) Marcus Mariota might be the second best quarterback to ever play the game. Who could have a 30-yard run tonight like him? Not Brady. Forget about the rings. It's Marcus Mariota. Really. That's how it goes. He may be right here even on the list. He's that good. Twitter and how about a fresca? Mike and Swollen Dump. I really I can't get over that. I, I can't get over that. That's He's great. the best player I ever coached. Uh, we have more madness and insanity from this game coming up next. Keep it right here, Jason and Mike. This is Fox Sports Radio. I tell you, that Fox Sports Radio, that's the greatest radio station I've ever heard in my life. It is fantastic. All those guys on the air there. And that guy, Tyshirt, who presses the buttons on the other side, he eats healthy. I want to eat lunch one day with Tyshirt.
5: It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com.
7: Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
2: MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars for is